What's going on, everybody? Welcome to Scott's Riffs. Uh, I'm going to start off tonight with Haley Adams' post from just five hours ago. While it's been really hard to let go of this season, it's also brought so much peace. Peace in knowing that I have time to heal. Peace to let go of the constant pressure. Peace in knowing that it's best for me. Peace in knowing I can win my life back. Peace in knowing I still have worth. Peace in knowing that it's not a step backwards, it's a step forward. With that, let's riff. Welcome back to Scott Riffs. Where has CrossFit missed the mark? And I want you to listen closely because she does something very tricky here that really pissed me off. You are not presenting accurate facts. You are manipulating what you're presenting to suck people into your narrative. CrossFit takes note or gets out of the way. One or the other, because this train's moving forward because of people like you. Some I'm too much of an alpha at times uh, to want to uh, conform too much. And I would rather be all of me. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to Scott's Riffs. Uh, shout out to Travis, Judy. Welcome to the show. So good to have you on tonight. Um, guys, I was inspired um, to do this riff when I heard the announcement from Haley Adams. Um, usually I have like a lot of notes when I do these. This is going to be a lot less scripted than that. This is really, this really comes from a place um, of a place where I was and a passion I have about what has been going on in this world um, with athletics and children. So even though I was inspired by the Haley Adams story, and I'm going to make some correlations to some things kind of at the end, um, I don't know her. I don't know her. I have never met Haley uh, personally, um, and it, I'm inspired by it, but I don't know the details of her story. So what I want to first say is, and I've said it a couple of times on the show is, I feel really bad for Haley. She lived her teenage years in a spotlight because she was so successful as a teenage athlete. She was really the first female athlete to seamlessly go from the teen division to the adult open division. She became a role model for so many young athletes um, and that spotlight had to be crazy. And what I want to do is I want to explain kind of where I come from, because I think it'll give you some context as to where we're going with this tonight. So <clears throat> many of you know, um, I was a swimmer growing up, but I was actually a four sport athlete. I played football. I played baseball. I threw discus and javelin in track and um, also was a swimmer. Swimming was my best sport um, by far um, and probably could have, I could have been better had I focused on that. But th I thank God every day that my parents let me try everything and do everything and not solely focus on one thing. As I was coming up through the sport, um, football had its season. 
yeah, there was some off-season stuff. There was some lifting. There were things like that. Baseball, I really just played in the season. And track was my least sport that I worked on a lot. I just kind of showed up during track season, chucked some things in the air, and uh, that was it. But swimming took a lot of my time, a lot of my time. And when the season came, so there was off-season lifting, which was very different than football, which gave me some complications, kind of um, trying to gain weight, lose weight, gain weight, lose weight, depending on what season I was in. Um, And then swimming was, when you were in swimming season, it was all in. Basically, I got up in the morning. I swam at 5 o'clock in the morning. I would go to school all day. Um, I would finish school. I would go to practice for another two hours. And then I would come home, get what little homework I could get done, and then eat dinner, crash, uh, and go to sleep. That was my season uh, during swimming. Very all in. And I, I swam both for high school and YMCA. So I would, I, would, I would swim high school during the week. And on the weekends, I would go to the Y and represent them in different meets and so on. From there... From there, it was just a lot of travel. We had a lot of invitational meets. We had a lot of things like that. And my parents were so good uh, about getting me there. I grew up in the 80s. Uh, my, my dad was unemployed for much of the 80s. He was a machinist um, in that steel belt, um, rugged area of Western Pennsylvania. And uh, so we, we didn't have a lot of money, but somehow my parents found ways to get me to things. I don't know how they did it. I still, to this day, uh, don't know. I've heard stories of my awesome uncle who would like drop checks off to help pay for things, things like that. But I digress. Um, that commitment, I love swimming. I was really good at it. I did really well at it. But there became a point where swimming became a grind. <clears throat> right? Every day, every morning, getting up at 5 a.m., going to school all day, tired, smelling like chlorine, going back into the pool after school, doing two more hours, getting home so exhausted that I could barely do homework and eat my dinner and basically just fall asleep in bed super, super early. This grind got to me. I had two coaches, both one, one of them in the YMCA, one of them at the high school who were very like, this is an all in thing. You, you can't go ice skating. You can't go skiing. You can't do any of these other sports while you're swimming because of risk of injury. And they just drove and drove and drove that into us. And it became this grind, but that by the time I was in my junior year and I had finished my junior year of swimming, I was done. I was so over it. Um, I didn't even, I didn't tell my parents at that moment. And, um, and then in my senior year, uh, basically they fired the coach at my high school and they brought in a new coach and I didn't want to do it. And my, I think my mom at the time, someone talked to me and said, just go to the meeting to meet the coach and see what you think. Well, truth be told, uh, the new swimming coach was really hot. Um, she was really cute and um, uh, sucked me in. And actually, she was a great coach. I uh, brought a passion back to me for that one season 
to get through my senior year. <clears throat> and I'm so glad that I did it. I'm so glad that I finished that year. But then I go to college. Um, I walk on at Ohio State. I jump in for a couple weeks and it's back to that grind again. And I, so I retired. I retired very, very quickly um, from swimming. This all to be said that like the, I was nowhere near a level of elite athlete that Haley Adams is. And in no way am I comparing myself to her. What I'm saying is that when we put these kids through this grind, it's hard on them. It's very hard to do that day in, day out, um, miss the social opportunities of high school, miss the social opportunities of college, uh, not getting to be a normal kid like everybody else. Um, and with that, you just, you're ready to give in, give up and get some time for yourself. And so when, when Haley said that she needed some time away, uh, to, I am sorry, I am so bad at the way I put words together. Um, and all of my 12 year old friends apparently love the way I do that. So anyway, um, when Haley did that, I, I really resonated with the story that she said, and it brings me back to like, I've been on this soapbox for a long time that I think we're going in a bad direction for youth sports in this country. We have all these travel teams and all these, like we're making sports so important that um, we are pushing our kids into a grind that's not necessary at the middle school and high school level. Kids should be able to enjoy themselves, enjoy uh, their friends, get to hang out, get to socialize, do all of those things. So few athletes get to go to a level that pays for college, let alone goes to a level where they actually can sustain themselves in a professional sport. The fact that we have these travel leagues now, I have friends whose kids travel from Columbus, Ohio to Seattle, Washington for tournaments. What the hell is that? I mean, I traveled a lot inside the state of Pennsylvania, a little bit across the, the state to Ohio uh, when I was growing up, but never from like Columbus to Seattle. And all of these travel leagues are making these promises that I can get your kids to college. I can get your kids to the pros. That 0.001% that make it to the pros and that 0.01% that make it to college even with the best coaches in the world, some of those kids are not going to make it there. And a lot of my friends, kids who tried to do that travel team stuff burn out and didn't even finish through high school level of getting in, of playing the sport that they were in. We need to check ourselves a little bit, reel it back and, um, and make it fun for kids again to play sports. That's what it's about. It's about, being on a team, having fun, learning com the, the camaraderie of that, learning teamwork. You know, we, we, have, we have a possible epidemic coming up in the CrossFit world, and it's going to be interesting to see how it plays out. We have Haley Adams, who just announced she needs a break. Olivia Sulik, two-time semifinalist at the age of 19 years old, stepped away from the sport. Now, I know that she says 
that there are some other reasons for that. And thankfully, I've talked to Olivia, and I think we're going to have her on soon to discuss what that was. But a lot, we have a lot of young, especially female athletes, who are going directly from the teen division right into the adult open division with no break. And when you ask them questions like, do they still have friends in high school? A lot of times they answer no, because they are at the gym all of the time. It is there is this possible ep- epidemic coming. Um, and I'm not saying it's going to happen, but it's something we need to watch for. <clears throat> you have the Mal O'Briens solely focused on CrossFit. The Emma Lawson's solely focused on CrossFit. Um, it was refreshing to hear Paige Powers a couple weeks ago tell us that she joined the swimming and diving team in high school so she could stay connected with her high school friends. And you look at the Haley Adams situation, and again, I don't know what happened there. I don't, I don't know what her thought process is. But you have, by all accounts, a girl who grew up in a great household, who moved to Cookville, Tennessee, surrounded herself with great people, and still needed to take a step back and get a break. All of that stuff is, and she had all that support system and still needed that to happen. I wonder to myself, was it a good thing that Emma Carey had to take a year off forced through injury? Is that going to help her not have the burnout that maybe some of the other athletes are going to have? These are all things that I wonder what's going to happen over the next couple years. Um, it's going to Olivia Kerstetter's the next one through, right? She's not even out of the teen divisions and she's wanting to compete in the adult open division. And by all intents and purposes, she has a great cast around her supporting her. And now with the proven team, and I know those people, those people are great. Those people are going to take care of her, but she still is missing out on what it's like to be a kid. So what do we do as parents? Do we, do we push, because you have to push your kids to some degree, because without that, they're probably not going to do some extra things. But at what, where is the line? Where do we stop where we push kids? Um, And so I think that's, those are things we need to think about as parents. How far do we go with these athletes? How far do we go with our kids? Um, I think the travel team stuff, and I, I think Travis has said it in here, it's a scam. It's such a scam. And we need to see what's going on there. And now we have Logan Ewing in the chat who actually, has uh who was a teen athlete is now competing at the adult level and i'd love to get his input on this and he said he's seen a lot of people that he competed with in teens who are home homeschooled and quit competing after they were 18 and 19 exactly that that's the point i'm trying to make so i'm going to finish this rant up and then i'm going to look for questions and comments in the chat and that is Haley Adams became such a role model for so many people that um, I will. I'll send Logan a link as soon as I'm done wrapping this up, Bruce. It's a great idea. Um, Haley Adams became a role model for so many people um, when she went straight from teens to the adult division. It gave young women hope that they could do the same thing. What we need to look at now is her as a role model that it was – good for her to um, step back 
and take a break from what's going on. Get out of the spotlight and make sure she was okay as a human. So with that, I'm going to step off. I'm going to go ahead and invite Logan in uh, while I do that. And then I will... Um, how am I going to do this? Okay. So I've got to go to my IG to invite him in. Let me do that real quick. Sorry for this pause. And of course, now I can't find my mouse. Where are you? And it's been sent, Logan, if you want to jump in. If not, that's okay as well. But here we are. So, <clears throat> so we're, I'm looking through. So he'll be a couple minutes and that's fine. I got that out to him. Um, so I'm looking through. I think Olivia said she's still going to actual school. That is great. I hope that she is. But I, I've talked to some teen athletes, especially when we were bringing the teen division onto our channel, um, that even though they're going to school, they're not associated with any clubs or sports. So the minute school's over, they're headed to the gym and they're not connecting with anybody at the school. And they're losing their, uh, they're losing those connections with kids their age. And now they're they're forced to kind of hang out with adults all the time at the gyms. Yeah. And there's where Travis said, uh, clubs around here, uh, make money, uh, make teams for as many kids that are willing to pay, even with no talent, they, they take your money. Yeah. That's just huge. Um, becomes a huge commitment for everybody in the family too. Yeah. I kind of said that off the top, my parents, what they did, I don't even know how they got through it. And I would, Again, I am not at the elite level that these kids are um, by any stretch of the matter. Um, so Jamie says, I'm worried about people trying to slim her down. And I'm assuming you're talking to Olivia Kerstetter. Um, I think she just, you know, she's young. That's her body right now. And that needs to be, that needs to be okay. Um, yeah, Emma, Emma talks about, uh, and I I've known Emma since she was 16. Emma talks about CrossFit all the time. I think it was good for her to take a year off, even though her goals are still all about CrossFit and that's fine. That year off made her find other things to find enjoyment in other than CrossFit because she couldn't do a lot of the moves because of the injury that she had sustained. So I'm hoping I'm hoping that the back injury was actually good for her in the long run. And then you'll see a long career for her. Um, and I'm assuming Bruce going back, it's tough to, to kind of figure out where we were in the, in the conversation when you said this, if I'm incorrect, please let me know. And there's my guy, Logan, Logan, what's going on, man. What up? So you, you were a teen athlete. You were, you made it to the games as a teen. Um, and you said in the comments here that 
a lot of the teens that were homeschooled and weren't socialized like a normal teen have dropped out of the sport. Yeah. Yeah. It happened pretty fast too. Um, I don't know if it was more so for the guys or for the girls, but it definitely happened pretty fast, you know, and maybe part of that too, why it was so fast is because COVID. Um, but was it sec- our second year out? Like I still wasn't even 19 yet. I was still 18. I was competing at two different sanctionals that year and none of the kids really, I mean, like Dallin and James were kind of the only ones that I competed with in the 16, 17 that were still pursuing it um, in 2020. And like there were kids a year older than me that I knew. There were kids my age, there were kids a year younger than me. And none of them were other than those two, at least for the guys that I really knew that were still competing at that level. Um, Same with a lot of the girls too. Um, There's been definitely more girls, I think, that stuck with it than guys though. Yeah, I would say so as well. Um, But you're starting to see some people take a step back, like Olivia Sulik, like Haley Adams. And you actually train at Mayhem. And I'm not, I don't, I am not asking you to divulge anything if you, even if you know anything. Yeah. Um, But like, that's a good group to be around. And even with that support system, she needed to take a step back because that's a pretty bright spotlight. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't really I haven't talked to her too much about the specifics of it. Um, just because I don't really know if one, if she wants to talk about it yet with um, too many people. And yeah, I'm, and I don't want you to go there. I just, yeah. you know, from experience that that's a hell of a support team to have. Yes. Yeah. Especially, and especially for her because she's been around there longer than most of us. So she has kind of that trust built that relationship built more than most of us. Cause I mean, at this point, most of us that are training there have been there for like only a year or two. And she's been there for what, like almost four now or four now. Yeah. Four. Yeah. Judy says some kids are wired differently though, and willing to give up things that normal teens do, prom, homecoming, et cetera. They sacrifice to do what they love, which is their sport. While I agree with you, Judy, there are kids that are wired differently. I don't think we know what the effects of giving that stuff are at the time they're doing it. And at the time, they could be tunnel focused on CrossFit or soccer or baseball or whatever it is in that moment. But four years later, Maybe they regret those decisions. And I think it's our job as parents to counsel them on, hey, you can't ever go back to this point. So we need to talk about this and not just make it a blanket decision. Yeah, I like that. That's We, we made a conscious effort to uh, make sure I was still a kid while I was going after it. Like, busted my ass inside the gym, but I wasn't going to, I wasn't going to just like skip homecoming and prom and all that just for the uh, added benefit of maybe doing better at the teens. Like I wasn't even, wasn't even counting macros when I was in the teens. Cause it's like, we we're, we're doing everything we can to not burn out. Yeah. And you've been with the same girl woman for five years. Yep. So did you guys meet in high school? Yep. I was a junior when we met. So that's, that's a normal thing. That's a normal teen kid thing. You're, you're still with your high school sweetheart. So you still have those connections back to where you came from. 
and all the kids that you grew up with. Yeah. It helped that during COVID too, I was kind of the only one um, that had their own place. Um, some of the kids went off to college and obviously like they had dorms, but when they got sent home for COVID, they were at their parents' house. So my house kind of just became like the hangout spot. And so we, we all stayed in touch because of that, I think. Um, and then Judy push, pushes in, but they have connections with the kids doing the same sport and interests. Um, Judy, I've interviewed a couple teen athletes that nobody in their school does CrossFit. Yeah. Um, and so they're, they don't have a connection with kids their age. Cause when they go to the gym, the only people doing CrossFit are five years older than them at a minimum. And is that what you've seen, Logan? Yeah, that's what I've seen. I was, uh, really lucky that I just happened to live a few miles from a guy who's a year older than me. That was a games athlete as well as a teenager. And he, he became for sure one of my best friends if not my best friend through that um like he would come stay at my parents house even like on school nights just because then we'd go to the gym in the morning together um but he even he burnt out even and he kind of took the same approach as i did which was don't dedicate every single thing you have as a teenager like get stronger get fitter compete hard when in the summers we would train our asses off for the games but we weren't skipping things for it, you know? Yeah, that, that makes sense. Um, I, I get so passionate that I like, I actually get like upset about this because, and, and, you know, you were a kid way sooner ago than I was. Did you have friends that did the travel team thing where they were traveling across the country to play whatever sport they were in? not across the country i mean we we did a lot of uh traveling within the state and like wyoming too but i i would travel to like arizona and california for baseball and i mean i kind of started to burn out i was i was a really good baseball player and i started to burn out when i was 14 and yeah and i wasn't as dedicated to that as i was to crossfit but like the way i kind of always looked at it though was like the best football players at your school the best basketball players at your school, whatever it is, they're still going to prom. They're still hanging out with friends on the weekend. Like they're still doing those things. And then that's what allows them to go to college and still pursue it. And even while they're in college, they're still doing things. They're still being social. They're not like locked down and just missing out. Like you, you really are, you're missing out on things. If you don't like, you don't need to go crazy. You don't need to go out drinking all the time, but like you can still have a social life. Yeah. So what, how did your parents handle this? Were they very, were they pretty adamant about you still having these experiences or was that just naturally something you wanted to still do? No, that was mostly something I wanted to do. Um, but I know that if I would have been like at home on a weekend, my parents would be like, what are you doing here? Like get out of our house, go, go do something. Um, but yeah, it, it, it was just weird. Like you see kind of how, people just give up on being a teenager. And when you do that, you're going to regret it later in life, whether it's when you're in your twenties or your thirties, like at some point it's going to catch up and you'll be like, I missed out on the years that are essentially free. You know, like you get to kind of, you get to mess around and mess up and do stupid things. Not like, don't like 
do really stupid things, you know, but just like have fun and be a teenager. Otherwise you're going to, you're going to hate whatever you're doing, whether it's CrossFit basketball or something that has nothing to do with sports. So Kenneth Delap says, look at James Sprague and Dallin Pepper as best case scenario. I would say that because they stayed in high school. They w- they went to public high school. Um, and then Dallin got married at like 20, right? Like he married his high school sweetheart that he met in high school. Still has connections to that. James, I know, still goes back home all the time um, to where he grew up to hang out with people there and has tons of friends from where he grew up. So I think they're actually an example of the right way to kind of go about it. Make sure you have those connections. Um, just like I said with Paige, when we had her on a couple weeks ago, she joined the swimming and diving team to keep a connection with her high school. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's smart. Oh yeah. hundred percent. Like I played when I finally was done with baseball. Um, I hadn't played football in a few years cause I gave that up for baseball and I knew that I needed something else. So I played football for my last two years of high school just to, I mean, timing wise, it worked perfect. And then it was just fun. Like in the, the friendships through football, especially more than any other sport were some that I still to this day, we're all 21, 22 years old. Now it's been four years almost since we graduated and still talk to a lot of those guys pretty often. Well, Logan, thanks so much for jumping in uh, last second. Um, if I keep doing this, I'm, you're going to have to be on the payroll or something because you're about on the show as much as anybody else. I would appreciate that. <laughs> <laughs> well, have a great night. I'm going to close up the show. Uh, I'm going to put you into the green room. Um, but thank you. Thank, thank you, you again. Uh, yeah, thanks to you, Logan, for jumping on. That was awesome. Thank you to everybody in the chat uh, who... Uh, participated in this conversation. It's something that I'm really, really passionate about. And I really wanted to talk about tonight. And if you have other comments you want to make, please do so on the YouTube channel or DM me on Instagram. I'd love to keep this going. Maybe we can do a part two of this down the road as things develop. Um, And then I did see a question from Bruce Wayne. I did an IG live today. I talked about a second riff that I'm going to do. I talked to my co-host, Uh, the young ladies there, and they are going to join me on that. And that is what makes a good coach. Uh, We're scheduling that now. So look for that in the days to come. It is what makes a good coach. Uh, And that'll be a little bit longer discussion than just one of my riffs. But this is actually long for one of my riffs. But hey, it was great discussion. Thank you, everybody, for participating. And we will see you next time on Scott Riffs. (laughs) Thank <laughs> you.